Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. It is Monday, August 1st, and we are live. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Hope everyone is doing well. How are you? You know, I'm well, and when I was listening to, um, you know, our little tag in the beginning there, right, I thought, I need all of those. My answers to those questions is yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. Or even if that's why I'm live now. be a part of the workplace improvement revolution. Let's revolutionize it. Um, and today's show is going to be really cool. Um, it's E&C solo today. Um, I gonna, always like when we do solo, although I do always like our guests too. I guess I like you like everything, Monday. You like everything. chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream. No, I don't like vanilla. Yankees, Mets. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. Um, we've been very busy. We kind of had a lot of hectic <laughs> activities today. A lot of um, activity. And it is appropriate. For over a week. I want to explain how that actually ties into this show in All a second. Right. But are you set? Are you... Stable? Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine okay. for this hour. Okay. Um, that's good. So we want to bring this into the corporate workplace, right? Um, however, it's also true, the theme today, for small business owners interacting with customers. Wait, what is the theme today? The theme today is the interview process. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. The interview process is a two-way street, and it needs to be addressed. It's tricky on both sides. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been involved with it way too many times to realize that it's not a two-way street, and it needs to be. And do you know where you want to be in five years? <laughs> <laughs> and what you're like, and what? And tell me, what is your weakness? Uh, well. I can't hit the curve when I'm behind in the count, all right? And other than that... You're good. I'm good. Um, serious. All right? The interview process as a yes. whole, yes. right, Yes. needs to be managed. I'm telling you. So you don't feel it's managed now? Uh, it is not managed now. And what, what would make you say that? Because I bet if you were to ask somebody that does a lot of interviewing, they say it's very well managed. It's not very well managed because I've done a lot of interviewing on both sides. Yes, okay. Um, so I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You understand. It. Unless it's the devil himself, mm. I know more about interviewing. Okay. All right. So here's the thing, right? We want this to be a win-win. We do. Right? So the interview process. Yes. yes. At a high level, right? When you interview, you have a need. When you're interviewing for a position, you have a want, yeah, right? That's good, yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. So let's start off with on the company side. 
But it is a collaboration, which people it's don't tend to, to be look at. A collaboration. Yeah, people don't tend to look at it that way, right? This is how we. It's evolve. like always us versus them, right? Into our shared leadership model. Yeah, um, it should absolutely be a collaboration, and I haven't found it to be certainly not as much as it needs to be. It tends to be gut wrenching. We can do better. Okay, yes. um, go to HR. Right after this show, and have them contact us. Okay. So, first off, I'd like to know when we sit down. If I'm on the hiring company side, right? I'm doing the interviewing, or someone that I'm hiring. Is there someone that's actually available to make a decision? Okay. Oh, when you go in for the interview, not necessarily to make the hiring decision. But is there someone there that is in a position of authority that can actually make decisions? Okay. Um, oftentimes, it's not the case. The other thing is, believe it or not. So when you say make decisions, what kind of decisions are you talking about? Um, will this person be a good fit? Not by my necessarily tunnel vision, but for the company as a whole. Um, oftentimes, um, the person doing the interviewing only sees what they want to see. Okay. They may not be interest, but for the company as a whole, it might be a perfect match. Oh, but you're saying that, so, so clarify that a little bit. So you're saying that it, they might if be a perfect inter- match. If we're interviewing you yeah. for a company that I work for yeah. in my department, okay. I may not want to have anything to do with you because I don't like your tone. Uh, your answers are too long-winded. You think you know better. Um, but for the company on the whole, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay. And you're saying if that person has the ability to hire or not hire. I'm saying there should be someone else in the room that has a little bit of authority to either guide the person doing the interviewing or participating in the interview. Just to see what's going on. Oftentimes what happens, especially in corporate, is the process is rushed. You're late. The person that you need to speak to is not available. Blah, 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 blah. So... We want to know if, at the very least, is the person that's doing the interviewing in authority or have enough authority to make some real decisions, okay? Um, and is the position, in fact, real? Because oftentimes, companies collect resumes just to go through the process for when they are hired. And that's not good practice. But the person going to do the interview doesn't know that. He's no, being interviewed. I don't. So they have no clue. Right. So, in you know, in this context, you came to my company for the interview. Right. I'm not really hiring. Just making it seem like you're hiring. But I'm going through the process uh, for many reasons. Many. Yeah, reasons. I was going to say, what are the reasons? There's a lot of reasons. One, behind that. if you're HR or if you have a vendor relationship or recruiter relationship, you're going through the motions. Maybe you're interviewing from a recruiter, but your company doesn't pay fees, so you just want to collect resumes, possibly. Maybe they're, maybe you're trying to convince your company 
to hire. So you try to interview some people to show them what's available. There's a lot of reasons. Okay, okay. Right? There's yeah. a lot of reasons. Um, now, the other thing is oftentimes you're, if you're a vendor, like in the case of IT, you're interviewing with the vendor. But they won't, you won't be hired until you actually find work at a client site. Right. And so you interview with the vendor and then you go interview with the client. So the vendor works the client relationship. Right. They, they act as your recruiter. And yeah, if the client has a need and they like your credentials, they'll ask to see you. Okay. Very frustrating. So you could be sitting with the vendor. They may not think you're a good fit for the client, and you don't even get presented. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. My point is, so there's kind of like three levels, because there's you, the interviewee. Then if you're going through a vendor, or even if you're going through a headhunter, right, there's that level. And you're saying you could go, you could have done okay in that interview, but maybe they don't like you. They, they don't do a good fit. They don't even present you. You don't even know that there is a potential of a company looking for what your skill set is, but you may not even get presented for it. Right. And, you know, and <laughs> uh, all, and respectfully uh, stated the, on the other side, it doesn't necessarily mean that you must get this job, right? They always have a right to say no. Mm-hmm. But you want the exchange to be accurate and dependable. Right. Almost like, you know, the weather channel. Yeah. Right. So if, if they don't hire me, at least I had my opportunity to honestly collaborate with them. Yes. And I agree. They have the opportunity to say yes or no, regardless. I'm not saying they have to say yes if you have the credentials. Okay. But too many things get in the way. Okay. Um, if the into, if the person doing the interviewing, doesn't feel like being engaged at the moment because they're having a bad day, Mm -hmm. there's no engagement. Right. If the person doing the interviewing is not interested because he has a meeting or she has a meeting right after this interview, then there's no interest. Okay. Then you slip through the cracks and then the person, the next person may have a better chance. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not right. Right. Okay. Um, If the interviewer, can only assess your skills based on what only that person knows about those skills and not representing the company as a whole, they're not doing the company justice that they're representing. It's their job, right? So um, you don't – oftentimes the person doing the interviewing is looking for someone like them, only a little bit less threatening. So when you say all this, right, I'm the interviewee. Are you going to be talking about strategies for down the road, like how to how to get past that? The later. This is important for the interviewee to know going in. I agree. Okay. Um, because sometimes you think that, you know, you didn't make it because you just didn't make the cut when there are all these different factors that are coming into play that you don't even know about. Right. So um, if the person doing the interviewing doesn't express 
the need the company has. Mm-hmm. If they sometimes I've been in interviews where the person interviewing me made it seem like they were doing me a favor to bring me on board. They don't really need the position filled. Um, you know, that's not good. That's not a good collaboration. No. So then you're there, but the red flag is already raised. Well, I think what's really interesting to know is that there's so many different factors in place that, you know, has nothing to even do with you. Nothing um, to even right. do with you. Um, so, and, you know, there's a couple of other things to note on this before we even go to the interviewee, right? Okay. Um, as an interviewer, someone coming into your company for an interview, you, the interviewer, are the host. It's like coming into your house, right? You have to act like a host, be respectful like a host, learn host skills. <laughs> Hi, can I get you something? How you doing? Relax. This is going to be painless or painful, whatever you want to say, but engage like a host, right? If it's not the case, it's going to be a red flag to the person coming in for the interview. Well, and I think what can happen, especially because our background is so heavily IT, IT in general, you know, they're not the most gregarious group. It's not like you're going to be, you know, interviewing with the marketing folks, which are all about, you know, personable and outward. And, and, you know, IT, we tend to be internal, doing our thing, heads down, and all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, we got to do an interview when we haven't even spoken to anybody for eight hours, you know, besides a meeting. But that's what happens. The interviewer might be in a meeting all day long. Uh, and the interviewee might be working somewhere else all day long and neither, neither side is prepared. Right. Right. So, um, before the first break, I just want to say a couple of things. A, we can do better. We can do much better. And B, on the hiring company side of the fence, we need to take a little more host-like ownership of the interview. Right. And we want to have more people present if possible, not just one person. The more that are there, we'll raise the bar. So there's takeaways for the company. Yeah. Okay. And we need to have the backs of the people that are doing the interview, that are interviewing for work by saying this. Yeah. Right. Um, So, you know, we'll continue this a little more. I have some examples and then we'll go into if you're interviewing what you should bring to the table as okay. a person looking for the job. Yeah, that's good. Right? Mm-hmm. Whew, I get charged about this because uh, it needs improvement. Yeah. Um, so please stay with us. We will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. 
Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. And today, you get us, me, Charlie and Eva, and we are talking about the interview process, and we're looking at it from both sides. It, and we're looking at it from the interviewer as well as the interviewee. And to start off, we've been talking about being an interviewer and what we can bring to the table. And we've been talking about how important it is to actually be a host. You're bringing someone into your home, into your organization. You want to, to welcome them and show them, you know, that this is a decent place to work. If you want decent people to come to you, you have to present a decent place. Um, and you should also have more than one person when you're interviewing. I believe that's important. And I've come, you know, 180 on this. I used to, think that when you had more than one, it was a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. But you absolutely want more because uh, it raises the bar, A, and B, um, you don't have to worry about trust as much, right? Because there's multiple right. people there, yeah, right? Um, and I wouldn't even mind seeing someone, if it's a larger company, from HR there. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing. It also would be a good thing to have different personalities there. Yeah. I mean, because to your point earlier, um, I could be a very um, introverted person, but really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And they may be looking for someone that's like different, outwardly um, detached from the actual skill, and it may not be a match. Right. And the person that's doing the interviewing um can almost find this person to be annoying, but he might be the per he or she might be the perfect person for that job. Right. And may not be, but you gotta you have to get to get down to that decision. Right. Right. Quickly also. You wanna make a decision as quickly as possible. Well, I'll think about it and then the next day, what did you think about? You don't even remember that person. Right. You know? So You should at least take notes at a minimum. It, you should. It is you and know, you'll forget. Everyone thinks they won't forget. You will absolutely forget. I mean, there are the few people that, you know, meet somebody and, and can remember a lot. But for the most part, you're going to miss, you're going to miss like different little things that maybe you want to remember. So I think it is always important to take notes. Yeah. And, I, you know, I just felt that this was a topic we should discuss because on the hiring company side of the fence, as we're calling it here, the interviewer, they're really are no rules. It's always on the other person. Do you have a resume? Do you have references? You know, um, I was recently told uh, for uh, a collaboration discussion about professional attire and the people that set that requirement were dressed for golf. So right, but they wanted you in professional attire. That's a red flag to me. It is a red flag. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, another time. Um, Plus, I want to see what people look like on casual days. <laughs> yeah, you know, is that a polo? I think that makes you a polo. That could make a difference. Or an Izod. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, one time, uh, another thing in, and this was in Cleveland, I was told at the door to remove my jacket and tie so I don't give others the impression that I'm trying to be a manager or an executive. Yeah, you would think that there should just be one set of rules, either suit, no suit. Everybody everybody now should be business casual. Who even does business anymore? Right. Uh, you know, my Every point is then, but we never hear this side. We always hear the other side. So I really believe that the companies can click this up a little bit. I think they can take a little bit more pride in, in the interview process. They don't come in late. I had a situation also for something uh, I had a 2.30 appointment, phone appointment. My cell phone rings at like 1 o'clock, and the person was in the U.K., and he was going to be busy later, but that was the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk now? And I said, yeah, I guess, um, but no regard for my time. Right. So that's a red flag. And then when I started talking, he said, well, can we move on? I I don't have much time. So it was, why go through that process? Right, if someone's that interested. Um, Very, very, very important here, right? HR, you guys need to get involved. Bring this to your business units. Tell them, we want to click it up a notch during the interview process. It's very, very important, right? Right, for the interviewer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, another time uh, in a conversation. So tell me, Charles, um, what is it that you do? Well, I've been working. Can we and then? Can we move on for the second time? We just want to know your position. You know. <laughs> Were you getting too wordy? Uh, it's getting too wordy. <laughs> so this, to me, is a problem. I really, really believe everybody is pretty much. I know that's a misleading thing to say, right? But pretty much, but is good at what they do. Right? I would say so, yeah. Um, the difference is, you know, the fit, the culture, and and so on. So we need to maybe put a little water on who we think we are and have a little more respect for what's around us and what we're doing. I think that's very, very important. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. Um, you know, now on on the other side, the person looking for the, the interview, job, the interview e e. So, you know, I don't like to say the person looking for a job. I like to say the person looking to help this specific organization that he's sitting with or she. Right. You know, because looking for a job seems like. Um, you know, you're at the department of jobs and the person that is interviewing is trying to help you find one. Well, and I mean, have you ever looked at a job description? It's somewhere that you've been and it has like nothing to do with what you actually did. Right. Like, okay, let me see my job description. Like, ah, was I supposed to be doing this? Well, no, you're doing what you're doing. Well, and, and not only that, right. Keep in mind. So I'm being interviewed now Mm -hmm. in this position and I, we just went through everything I discussed. Person was late, shuffling papers, didn't read anything about me, didn't tell me what I would be doing, was looking for an analyst. Um, didn't really want to engage, looking at his watch. I mean, these are all red flags to me. 
why would I want to work here? Mm-hmm. Right? So this is important, right? So the point we made about the hiring companies, I think there's an equally important point to make here for someone interviewing for a position. We have to be willing to hold that ground and say, I'm not going to just take anything, right? We have to yeah, have I mean, standards that's, that's on our kind side. Of a big, a big one, right? You can't just take anything. There has to be standards. I mean, that would be a game changer if right from the beginning, the person interviewing me knew I wasn't just going to take anything. I'm not here looking for a job. I'm here to see how I can help you. Right. Right. Yeah. And if that is because you're looking at it from that shared leadership perspective of we're looking at it as a collaboration, not as uh, I'm begging you to give me something. Right. Right. And, um, you know, there's no need for the interviewer to feel threatened and there's no need for the interviewee to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there is a certain amount of angst at an, during an interview, right? Let's be honest. But, you know, if it's my company and I have a need and someone is coming to, to try to fill that need, I would embrace this person. This person might be just what I need in my company or in right. my department or my business unit, right? I would be interested. I would want to know everything possible about this person. And we're not seeing that in the interview process. But is that how you used to interview? Um, okay, so towards the um, end of my corporate career, right, to be honest, when I finally developed shared leadership, mm-hmm. I actually never read the resume. I said, walk me through your day. Tell me what you do. You get up, you get to work. Tell me what you do when you swipe your security card and you're in the building. Walk me through the day from swipe in to swipe out. Okay. And that tells me everything. If the person is like, oh, well, I do this and and then I check my emails and then I I usually have a meeting at 9 o'clock to talk about the tests I need to do. Some of them are, you know, if the person engages like that, Mm -hmm. this is someone that I want to speak to, right? This is someone that has some passion about their job and is trying to share it with me, right? right? It's it's very important. So um, I would want to hear that, right? Uh, I wouldn't sit there and read a resume and say, okay, well, we'll call you. I mean, those days are over. Right. Right. Um, so it's important that the person going in for the job has some pride, has some integrity, and really goes through what we talked about in our first segment mm-hmm. while they're going through the interview. How many red flags are there? How many red flags are you hearing? What is the vibe you're getting on your end? It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. You know, one of the things we do in coaching is, you know, everything might look good, but how does your gut feel? And I know that that sounds kind of crazy, but it's not. Because sometimes the red flags aren't necessarily, like, right in your face. 
Um, sometimes the red flag is, is that you're getting a weird vibe. This place gives me a weird vibe. It gives me the creeps. Now, if you think about, you know, and now I'm going to be mo- walking in here every day and I'm going to get a bad vibe. Yep. Right. Or every time I walk by this person, I'm going to get a bad vibe. It's definitely something that as you start to work on negative self-talk and you start to work on, you know, kind of getting in touch with intuition, which more and more people are getting into, this is one of the places where you can really use that skill set. And um, it's a two, the gut is a two-way street also. Same thing with the person doing the interview. Of course, like, yeah. Um, we'll on both sides. More about that when we come back and then drill down some more on the uh, interviewee. Okay. So, okay, uh, this is exciting. We're trying to help both sides of the interview. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Um Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. All right, so we're back and we're beating up on the interview process. Yes, we are. We're talking about both sides, right? Mm-hmm. The interviewer and the interviewee. Correct. Um, we want the interviewer to step up their game and be more of a host. Yes. And we want the interviewee to be um, a proud fish, so to speak, because that person is there to help that company. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody's got to be the proud person, right? I mean, when you're when you are the interviewer, you want to show that your organization is a cool place for people to work, that it's a good place, that it's a respectful place, that it's a collaborative place. And you also want to see then, you also want to be authentic because so many times people aren't really authentic when they do a lot of things. You know, I mean, we just get to the point where every time, you know, we start talking, we kind of put a wall up and you want to be authentic so that the person, you can figure out if if they are a good fit or not. Well, and not the um, authenticity is now again, right? Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. The person doing the interviewing, the interviewer, a is not perfect. B no. has, uh, does not know everything, right? So the person interviewing should feel at ease saying, hmm, that I'm not sure. Hmm. Right. You know, and right. that, that never happens. Um, because there's that concern. Oh, I stumped him. Oh, oh, I don't know. And well, we never want to look like we don't know, or we never want to look, especially, you know, it depends on what age group you're looking at that's interviewing, right? So if you've got somebody that's younger and inexperienced, then it's they have a hard time saying they don't know because there's a lot of stuff they don't know. Now, on the other hand, you can then form that as, yeah, I don't know, but I know this, or 
I'm willing to know this or, you know, I'm excited to know this and here's other stuff that I didn't know and learned. Right. And that can even come from the interviewer as well. That's fine that you don't have that skill, but um, what else have you done? Right. You know, that person can help by doing that. Right. And it's always a matter of, you know, if it's someone that at the at whatever point they are in their career that should know how to do that, well, it's a different story as opposed to someone that you're bringing in that you're going to be looking to train that maybe has the potential to learn something. And right. are they a good, fast learner? That's exactly it. And that's, that's, that's exactly right. Um, that's why I didn't look at the resumes anymore. I needed to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I need to look at the person and say, hmm, honestly, I don't think it's possible to find anyone off the street, regardless of their experience, that can come into this place and hit the ground running. Right. But there is something to be said for actually like perusing the resume, because I know that they've already been vetted in terms of HR typically vets them before they come in. However, you do kind of want to have a clue as to what their background is, because sometimes people are good at BS, right? And I mean, well, I guess if they're going to lie to you to your face, they're going to lie on their resume. But there are things that you could question them off of the resume. Yeah, it's a combination. I'll give you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can tell. It's the gut. You can tell uh, when you're speaking to someone if this person will work here or not, work out here. Yeah. Can this I agree. person fit here. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple other things, right? So um, as we age, hello. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the people that I speak with when I do coaching are younger, mm-hmm. and their concern is, well, I just don't think you're a culture fit. And now, to me, that's a problem. Yeah, but most people don't know how old you are. <laughs> but I might not be a culture fit, but I might be. You don't know. Right. Can't go by what you think. It would be funny, though, if you went and you're like, oh, I don't fit in here. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> um Again, it's a two-way street. So now you're you're being interviewed for this position. You're kind of filing. And, and I just want to, I'm going to stop it for a second. I wanted to go back to what you were saying because it also, if, if someone just gives you a blanket statement of, you know, you're not a good fit, right? You want to, you should have the right and you should be able to easily ask, okay, that's fine. What is it that you're looking for? Why am I not a good fit? Um, but there's no rules, so it's okay, right? They don't have to. Right. Well, some people I think have a hard time just even saying that they're, they're so worked up. The interviewee is so worked up in the interview process that they're afraid to ask anything or to question anything. But this is the time to question because if you can't question in the interview process, when can you? I, again, I say it's more of a problem. If there's one person in the room, because mm-hmm. if you question legitimately, then you can be looked upon as a, uh, even more of a threatening, not, not, a, I don't mean a threat, legal threat, but a threat to that group, which would be less of a cultural fit than ever. Yeah. You're questioning me. Yeah. No one's ever questioned me. You know? Yeah. Um, it's very, very tricky. The interview yeah. process, right? It is. And it's very competitive. So you're going to lead there and there's going to be people behind you. So you're going to be forgotten. Mm. So it's, there's no risk to me interviewing you because I'll just go to the next person. 
You know, we um, worked with offshore, and we had, pick a number, 30, 40, 50, 60 offshore resources. And if there was an issue with one and you tried to raise the issue, the vendor would cut you off. Why are you even raising the issue? Just get rid of the person. We got 50,000 of them. This person just replaced the person. And I'm saying, no, we don't want to replace the person. We want to engage the person, right? Um, that's a problem. So if not everybody thinks like that. No, they don't. So that means... I mean, it takes some training to think like if that. If you're interviewing, yeah. you have a little window to make yourself known yeah. in a positive way. And can we beg people to not use those like typical standard self-starter? Oh, where do you want to be in five years? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they do that anymore, but there are, there are other things I thought that they use. They used to do that to me, but now that I'm old, they say, where do you want to be next year? <laughs> six months. In six months. <laughs> you know, it's honestly, <laughs> there's parts of this conversation that I really annoy me, right? This mm. should not be the case. Right. I should not have to hear that, um, while it's very interesting that you promote lean practices within an organization, but $40 million of our revenue comes from what we do. And if you cut into that with your lean practice, it might only be $38 million. We can't afford that loss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear that on an interview, right? I don't want to be known as a consultant generator. So if you don't have a smart interview, it's hopeless. Yeah, you know what you just said? You kind of said that kind of quick, and you don't want to be a consultant generator. You know, that's an important point to make that I think people miss. I mean, I think that everybody thinks that lean practices is what everybody does, but it's just not the case. Um, it's words. You know, yeah. like the who sings that? The Bee Gees? It's only words. It's only it's words. Good. Uh, is that showing my age again? Yes. <laughs> um, and it drives me crazy because time gets spun. An interview process can go from weeks to months before a company makes a decision. Mm -hmm. Then when the decision is made, you have to go through the security screening and the drug testing. That's a month, uh, weeks at least. Yes. Then after that, you have to go through the onboarding process. So... Best case, you're looking at lots of time before that person can help. Mm -hmm. So why add to it by, you know, not taking the interview as serious as you need to and uh, moving with a sense of urgency? Okay. Right? Yeah. Drives me crazy. So all that said, right, what do I do now if I'm interviewing, right? If I'm interviewing for a position. Uh, how do I, how do I address everything that we discussed and, um, get out of there leaving a positive mark? Right. Right. Um, so I would ask you the question, should an interviewee practice? Well, you know that I'm all about practice, right? I, I don't think anything changed the way I handle myself more than practicing. And people will think, well, you know, I still need to be spontaneous. And I agree with spontaneity. 
But the thing is, is that when you go into an interview, they're going to ask you, what do you do? You know, how do you do it? What is it that, you know, what does your job entail? What are your job duties? You need to know all of that. And so many times we think we kind of know it off the top of our head, but say it out loud. Pretend somebody is actually asking you that question. You will start stumbling, right? right? You'll start stumbling. And so especially, I think I said especially like 10 times already, but standing up makes all the difference in the world. Stand up, pretend that you're standing in front of a conference room table and they've just asked you, who are you and what do you do? Right. And say it now. And if you're having a hard time, do not panic. I mean, I have, I have a tendency to panic, but don't panic. Take a minute and start thinking about what you'll say. Most of the time your answers are fast, but you want to be able to get that out. Boom, 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 without hesitation. And people can't do that because they don't practice it enough. So technically, you want to know as much about the position going in. Well, oh, you possible. always have to do your homework. There could be a risk that you don't, but let's say, you know, you do your best to right. know. Um, and then you want to present, like you said, in rehearsal. Right. And you want to be able to map what you do to the job description so that they get the connection. Right, because why are you there? Right. If you don't know what they do and if you don't know how you fit in, that's a problem. So you need to start looking at what is it that I do and how is it that I fit into this organization. You need to do a little homework, even if it's just through the um, the vendor, if you're going through a consulting company, let's say, or you're even going through a headhunter, you know, find out who the company is, who you're talking with, and then do some research on it. And then how am I going to fit into this position? Like, why are you guys putting me up for this spot? Right. Um, no, I love that. Um Stand up, get hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself. And this yeah. includes me, yes. or you, everyone. And be able to say who you are and what you do. And, and why why you should be considered for this slot, why you are a fit for this position. Right. Have it in your head. People are always afraid that if they rehearse too much, that they're going to sound stilted. No, you're, you're going to flow. You're not going to say exactly what you rehearsed. But it's going to be in your head. It's going to be in there. You're going to have internalized it. And so then when they ask you, you're going to be able to bring it up like this because you're not afraid anymore. You're not stumbling over Some, what you Sometimes, do. you know, I would interview people and they would tell me about my company. Right. I would really. So I would, well, that's so that's point number two. Right. And we'll, we'll talk about this more, I guess. But I would like to hear more about the person. Well, there's that. And then there's also listen to what the question is. Right. Instead of, you know, being waiting to speak. Do you listen? That has to come out in rehearsal. You need to video it. You need to just even and look just, at yourself. You don't even you do need to video. But on the other hand, let's say you don't have time to video. Do it in the car. Yeah. Right. Do it in the car. Yeah. On the way over. Say it out loud. Do it in the shower. You're not going to be talking for hours on end. Right. That first. That first opening when they ask you about yourself, what are you going to say? From there, it's going to flow. The conversation is going to flow. That's the piece that you want to rehearse a little bit. So we're going to raise the bar on the interviewer. Mm. We're going to bring some more um, host-like skills. Mm -hmm. And we're going to raise the bar on the interviewee by practicing so that it's presented as if it's an Oscar performance. Absolutely. Um, and we'll talk more about that again uh, when we come back for yeah. our final segment. Please stay with us. We will be right back.
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and today it is just E and C, Eva and Charlie, and we are discussing the interview process, and we're looking at it from all angles, from the interviewee as well as the interviewer. And um, what we were talking about before the break was practice and rehearsal, especially as the interviewee. Now, I think the interviewer could use that as well, but that's me. Honestly, in a lot of companies, mm-hmm. they have um, interviewing training. Well, they have the role plays. Yeah. Role plays, yeah. but it's mechanical. It's really mechanical. Yeah. And what happens is, is that the passion comes out of it. So you have to start looking at, especially, especially now, like there was a time when you could kind of get away with just being really good at what you did. And maybe not, you were maybe passionate about it, but you could get away with that. You know, you were an expert level at something and that was fine. Well, you know, if you're young, you're not at an expert level yet. And you, so what you need to bring to the table is, or if you're switching careers, you need to bring the ta- to the table is the passion. Why are you doing this? Why are you excited? Are you happy to be here today? Right? I mean, that makes such a difference. Do you look good? Are you proud of yourself? And practicing will show you how you actually look and how you present and how you sound. Even just recording your voice will show you how your voice sounds. You'll hear it. Um, and you'll hear whether or not you sound excited or if you sound a little flat. People don't real, we don't even realize how we sound sometimes. I know many times I've recorded myself and I thought, oh, I'm, I was sounding perky and I was nothing but perky. I sounded really flat. You know, yeah. it's, you gotta get a little energy going in what you say. Um, I never looked at it like that before. In that, um, you should rehearse your interview skills. A little bit, yeah. Um, and now it makes perfect sense. You know, it's a, it could be a little, um, uh, uncomfortable doing it if you haven't done it before, but I think it makes perfect sense. Well, and what kicks in, cause you know me and I've had really bad stage fright, what kicks in is when you start rehearsing, you'll know whether or not you have nerves. And now's the time to start looking at your nerves and not when you're actually in the interview. So, what will help with your nerves is the practice because by practicing, you know what you're going to say. And it's not that, you know, you want to make sure that <laughs> you want to make sure that you're actually listening to what the person is asking you. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to go in there all nice and rehearsed, but still really, really, really nervous. And then just blurt out whatever it was you're practicing without really listening to what the interviewer is actually asked. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what the practice does is it makes you more comfortable. It makes you more comfortable in who you are, what you do, what you bring to the table, why I'm coming to this interview. The other thing it does is just just going through the motions of practicing and getting your energy up 
will get you excited to go and to, to go and talk to these people. It makes a huge difference. Um, so, and not only do you have to know it and present it, mm-hmm. which I, I agree is really cool to practice. You have to sell it. You have to close and uh, you have to inspire and then you have to close. Right. And you don't want to. So let's say you're not good at sales, right? So there's something to that. I mean, you don't want to layer on too much on somebody that's kind of new to the process. Now, if you're someone that's seasoned. Hire me and I'll give you two Saturdays every month. You sound like that La Quinta commercial <laughs> now. <laughs> he nailed it or whatever those those are. But, I mean, there is something to that. Your enthusiasm, your ability to communicate what you do and how you do it, and just a demeanor of I'm happy to be here is selling it. Yeah. Right? You're selling it right there because if you then start pushing like I'm your guy or I'm your gal, that gets a little annoying. But just the fact that you're there, you're selling it, you're enthusiastic makes a huge difference. And just do this once so that you can believe me. Even do it before you go into a meeting. If you don't talk to people during the day, if you are, you know, working from home and you're working home alone most of the time, try right before you get on the phone saying what you're going to say, even if it's just a status, and then upping that. Because you're going to find that when you pull your energy up, people are going to start noticing you. Wow. Um, so who you are. Mm-hmm. What, you what you do mm-hmm. and why you think you would be a good fit for this organization. Wow. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with the job description because a lot of times if they really like the interviewee, they will bring that person on and find something for them to do because everybody's like, you know, I love that person. Yeah. That person was great. I felt good after I was in there talking to them. I actually felt good. I felt horrible when I went in, and I came out, and I felt great. Yeah. Uh, what a concept. It, uh, it sounds easy. It's not. It's not, because you would never say, I'm Joe, I'm a self-starter. No. And, and you know, the whole, like, I'm Joe, I'm a self-starter, what does that mean? Right. right. So who you are takes a little bit of time, effort, and skill. Right. It's just like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a business analyst. Okay, what is that? You know, someone that analyzes business. <laughs> oh, thank you for that clarification. Right. And so you have to say what it is that you do. Like right off right off hand anymore, I can't even tell you what that was. That's why when you think about it and they ask you what you do, you don't want to give them like, I'm a business analyst. Okay, so good. So so what are your job duties? What do you do? You want to give them more than that. Don't make them work harder than you're going to be working in there. And you know what? Um, here's the thing. So I was a little overweight here on the company side, right? The interviewer side. Yeah. Um, I, I want to be clear here and say there's no conspiracy. And yeah. much of the reasons why this is the case today is because of we're not presenting ourselves properly. And they're we're, well because nobody teaches it, and we're making the companies go through the pain of selecting. And right. Like, no, no. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Just answer my questions because they're not getting what they need. Right. Right. And if we do what you say, practice who you are, what you do, and why you feel you'd be a good fit, that is going to make the sky blue. They're going to say, "Whoa." Yeah. It's always 
remember your audience, right? Who, who are the people that you're going to be talking to and why are you there and why are, why is everybody taking up their precious time to have this conversation? Think about it that way. So who you are, you recommend we write that out first? You don't even have to write it out. If you record it, you'll know it. But yeah, I mean, you can write it out. The problem with writing it out is that it will sound like something written and not something spoken. Right. So there's something to be said about a conversational tone. So, yeah, if you write it out, just make sure that you practice enough so that you sound conversational, that it's not just rolling off your tongue and just sounding so scripted. Because you got to put some effort into the skill of the words, too. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that's who you are. Yeah. You know. But, you know, just because you're thinking it in your head, until you say it out loud, you don't know how it's going to come out. And and that's why you want to stand up and say it out loud because people do that all the time. Like when, when I'm doing like presentations coaching, mm-hmm. right, they'll say, well, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. No, stand up and say what you're going to say. And if, you, if you're not ready to do that while we're talking, then make sure that you do that during the week so that you really know what you're doing so that when you go in, that you have a level of comfort that you know what you're going to say. And, yeah, there's going to be questions that are going to catch you off guard, but you don't want the first question about what you do to be the one that catches you off guard. Yeah, I mean... What do you do? Well, I'm, a, I do I'm an analyst. I do a lot. Of just about everything. Right? I, do, I do everything. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there 24-7. You know, and if not that, I'm logging on. You know, I'm on my phone. Okay, that's great. We get you're busy, but what are you so busy doing? Yeah. It's, right. um, it takes skill. Um, so my takeaway, right? Oh, and, and, and I just want to add one more thing. When you said it takes skill, it, it does. And this is something to practice even if you don't have an interview on the radar anywhere. Because people ask you all the time what you do. Like, you'll go to the family barbecue, and they're going to say, so, Bob, you know, what are you doing now? Yeah. What are you doing? And it's happened to us many times. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times that we're like, hey, but hey, but yeah. right? Yes. I and will. you want it to be fluent. Um, to be, you want to be fluent in order to be affluent. Oh, oh good one. <laughs> Man, you are just getting better and better. I'm right on it today. Um, no, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I, I agree with you. And I have some interactions every week. And I am going to practice what you recommended and I'm going to practice who I am, what I do and whatever that interaction is, why I think it would be a good fit ahead of time. I would like the opportunity to give a brief update um, next week when we start the show to see if I feel better because I would be okay with the outcome if I was able to have that opportunity. To present. Okay, that's perfect. So that's what we'll do next week when we start. Yeah. But we're out of time. Okay, we're out of time, but this was important. It was really important. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. We are Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. Bye. <laughs>